Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where a sexual harasser manages to screw over himself. Our next Reddit post is from Thunderkirk. To be clear, this isn't my story, it's my sister's. Her previous employer was a branch of a Swedish retail store. They sell expensive, luxurious furniture. When my sister was working there, they had about 20 people working the floor, with the highest being the regional manager. He was also the only Swedish person in the store. Five other people worked in the higher office, and the rest were floor attendants. Each person in this higher office covered a different part of the store. There was an accountant, a biller, HR, a purchaser, and a head office, to whom everyone basically reported. My sister was the biller, but I never cared enough to ask what exactly that involved. The purchaser, Jack, was a competent guy. He did his job to near perfection and would often help others with theirs as well as go out on the floor and interact with people. But apart from the high office, floor attendants resented him. Not publicly, but my sister was paying enough attention to notice. Nobody would say anything though, just that he was creepy. Until one day when the boss came in, the Swedish guy. He usually worked remotely. Apparently, when he was about to enter the store, he saw from outside the window Jack pestering a female floor attendant. She was clearly very annoyed. The boss observed Jack for a while and eventually caught the guy placing his hand on her thighs. The boss immediately called the office, all five of them into a meeting, and asked Jack to clarify his intentions. Jack said they were just playing around. Now, as sickening as that might sound, in my country, this is somewhat normal. People think that when girls get harassed like this, it's their fault for not covering themselves properly. In these instances, people will justify the harassment and blame the victim instead. My generation is trying to reject this mindset, but some people are just built differently. But because the boss wasn't from my country, he saw this as a major issue. Despite Jack trying to plead that it was nothing, the boss decided to launch a store-wide investigation, including investigating the high office as well, because he thought that they were covering for Jack. My sister said that she actually thought that she would be fired, or at least reprimanded, because she had never seen the boss so serious before. The result was alarming. Every single female floor attendant, all six or seven of them, said they'd been pestered by Jack at least once, and some of them even said that he touched them without consent. The boss asked why nobody stepped up, and they said they were ashamed and they feared retaliation. He then questioned the high office to find out that they were too busy to notice what was happening. Also, nobody ever threatened retaliation. People just assumed there would be because that's what usually happens in my country. After a week and a half, another meeting was scheduled, and Jack was given the option to resign or be fired. No action was taken against anyone else in the high office, but they were told quite firmly that this kind of neglect would never happen again. Even during that meeting, Jack insisted that he did nothing wrong. He'd spent the entire duration of the investigation complaining to everyone in the store, including the people he'd harassed that the boss was overreacting. People just gave him the stink eye, but he didn't seem to care. Things were quiet for a week or two. Then, it got interesting. One day, the head office lady received a phone call from Jack. He was asking if they would be his reference for his new interviews. She was a bit taken back by this and asked him, You want to make us your reference? Yeah, I believe I've done my work well enough for you guys to put in a good word. And it's true, Jack was very efficient. In fact, they'd had a hard time finding his replacements. The head office lady asked, But 
The investigation? Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's nothing. Just tell the truth and I'm sure they'll understand. But, but... Look, I won't ask again. If someone calls, just tell them the truth. I'm sure that it's nothing. Apparently, Jack still thought that if people heard about it, they would agree with him. By the time Jack hung up the phone, the head office lady was still stuttering. Nobody knew what to do with this information, so they informed their Swedish boss. He said, if that's what Jack wanted, then it's fine. Starting the following day, the Swedish boss would come into the store every day. He also instructed everyone that if a call came in about Jack, it was to be directed to him. When the call finally came, the whole office stopped working so they could eavesdrop. There were even some people from the floor there as well. My sister said they could only hear one side of the conversation, but it was pretty easy to get the whole picture. Yeah, Jack, he's a great worker, super hardworking and really efficient. Anything you'll need to worry about? Oh, it's just that one incident that gave us no choice but to let him go. Hmm, I'm sure he's told you, but he put his hands on one of our female employees without her consent. Yeah, just that one time. That I caught him, anyways. Every other instance happened when I wasn't around. Yeah, I have a meeting record in which he agreed to resign for us to not take further actions. Sure, just contact me via this number. If you want to know anything else, I'd be happy to help. Two days later, Jack called the head office lady again to ask if anyone contacted them for his reference. She said yes and assured him that they were telling whoever called the truth about his performance. He said it was strange because he was rejected from his latest interview. I wonder what could have been the reason. Our next Reddit post is from Janelle. My son has severe cerebral palsy. He's predominantly wheelchair-bound unless we put him into a stander. This is a device that we can strap him into and tilt it up into a position that has him standing instead of sitting. We use that piece of equipment with him every day for at least an hour, sometimes twice a day. It's a vital part of his daily activities. Well, because we use his stander so much, the safety belt and harness have both worn out. I put in a request to our medical equipment vendor to order us a new set of belts and harness so we can continue to use his stander. This should have been no problem because it's just a replacement part for existing equipment that our insurance has previously bought. The vendor did that, but I got a letter from the insurance denying the claim. I called our provider, Aetna, to find out what was going on. The person who took the call said that they will no longer pay for replacement parts. For the record, the hip belt is $252 and the chest harness is $175. This would cost a mere $427 to replace versus several thousand dollars to order a whole new stander. I spent an hour arguing with this woman because the safety equipment was worn out and it wasn't safe to use without them because he would simply fall out of it. She suggested that I pay for them out of pocket, and again, she reiterated the policy no longer covers replacement parts for equipment. A light bulb finally flipped on in my head. I asked, if I were to order a whole new stander, would my policy cover it? And she said yes, so that's exactly what I did. I filed a request for a brand new stander. At my appointment with the vendor, I told them what happened on the phone with Aetna. Both the therapist and the vendor's rep at the appointment burst out laughing. My son now has a pending order for a brand new Lucky Stander with a motorized hydraulic lifting system, a new activity tray, and all the safety harnesses and belts, including extra thigh support for an approximate total of $5,900 for all these bells and whistles. 
Three days ago, I got a call from the equipment vendor telling me the order had been approved and the equipment is being ordered from the manufacturer. Thanks, Aetna. So now, Aetna has to pay almost $6,000 instead of $425. I plan on donating the other standard to Shriners Hospital. Hopefully, one of their patients can benefit from it. Our next Reddit post is from Farrell. I was working in a small tech startup ages ago when I was fresh out of university as a grad student first, then as a software engineer. At first, the company was fantastic. I was in the research and development department, and we were making some cool bleeding-edge stuff. Then, the company ran into trouble and had a shakeup. They fired everyone in research and development, except for the lowest-paid worker, me. Then, they brought on this new general manager who was not a tech guy. At this point, our product worked pretty well, but the sales guys would promise the world, while we could actually provide maybe Iceland. I used to come in at like 9 or 10 a.m. and finish between 7 to 10 p.m. Also, at least 3 to 5 times a month, I had to travel to a client's location. I had to be there for a meeting at 9 a.m., so I left at 4 a.m. Everything was fine. I got the work done. Everyone was happy. Enter our new general manager. He said, I've noticed you came in late on many occasions in the last few weeks. What's going on? I said, I've never had a set start time. I just do the work and get stuff done. I'm not late because I don't have an official start time. That's crazy. You're contracted from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., so I need you to be in for 8.30. Sure thing, boss. Cue malicious compliance. I came in every day at 8.30 a.m. and left at 5. As a result, I got a lot less work done. Customers also had to work around me arriving at midday. Sorry, but my manager doesn't allow me to leave before 8.30, so there's nothing I can do. The general manager pulled me into his office saying that he'd received complaints about me not being available to customers. I told him that I don't understand why. He told me to start work at 8.30, and I was doing that. He said, well, but customer visits don't count. Well, you should have told me that. Then he complained that my productivity had been down in the last few months. Well, sure, I'm now only working 8 hours a day instead of the 9 to 12 hours that I did before. And the end result? He asked me to ignore his earlier instructions and go back to the way things were before. I told him that I'd found a new job. Our next Reddit post is from Duardo. I worked for a car dealership as a lot porter. I had gotten into an accident that totaled my car right as I was purchasing a house. This led to a predicament because you don't want to buy a new car while buying a house. Shortly after buying the house, I found a different job in a field that I love. So I put in my two weeks notice and then I bought from a different dealership because my wife wanted a specific car that my dealership didn't sell. I also knew how slimy the one that I worked for was. A few days after the purchase of both my house and my car, one of my sales managers asked me if I was ready to buy a car from him. I didn't tell anyone that I had bought my car from a different dealer. I told him I'd already bought one, so he looks at me with the most serious face and asks me if I want to pack my things, basically saying that I wasn't loyal to his dealership. Knowing that I already had a better job that could start me immediately, I said sure, walked away, and packed my things. He then realized that I wasn't going to put up a fight, so he immediately started laughing and told me that he was joking, and how they would never fire anyone for buying a car from someplace else. However, I already knew that a few people had gotten fired for that exact reason. 
I told him that I didn't appreciate being fired as a joke because I have a one and a half year old and if I didn't have a job lined up, this could seriously hurt me financially. But I ended up feeling relieved because this just wasn't a good job. The funny thing is, he called me about 30 minutes after I left because I had left the keys to multiple brand new trucks in my desk that had to have the plastic removed and get parked. Turns out, since he was the one who fired me, they made him take care of the cars. I am now fully enjoying my new job with the best bosses I've ever had. I know that I probably took it too far, but I do not regret it. OP, yeah, the story's impressive, but what's even more impressive is that you managed to buy a house and a car at the same time. Congrats, dude. Our next Reddit post is from Kylo Ben. About a year ago, I was in a high school that was a little exclusive. You had to apply and get accepted, and some people were rejected. The school required uniforms, which were just khakis and a specific kind of shirts. The uniform wasn't that comfortable, so most days after school, I would just keep wearing the uniform instead of changing into something nicer. One day after school, I was at a store near my house wearing my school uniform, just minding my own business, when a Karen showed up. She was yelling at me to stop wearing that shirt because it embarrassed her kid since he was rejected. After listening to her rant for a bit, I just paid for my things and left. I was dismayed to discover that our shopping schedules coincided, and she was there the next time that I visited, and she did the same thing. Cue malicious compliance. I went to the school store, and I ordered the hoodie with the largest school logo out of all of them. So, instead of wearing a polo shirt with a small logo, I was wearing a hoodie in school colors with a giant logo. The next time that she asked me to stop wearing that shirt, I just told her that I wasn't wearing that shirt anymore and walked away from her, leaving her still extremely mad. This continued for months, until she just stopped going at the same time as me. Our next Reddit post is from Kiss Me Goodbye. This happened when I was in elementary school, but the malicious compliance was my mom's. I got whooping cough, which has a lifespan of 100 days. We got a doctor's note from my school, and everyone seemed fine with it, except for the main office administrator who was constantly calling my mom to bug her about when I was coming back. About a month in, she calls my mom and tells her that it's impossible that I've been sick for this long, and if I'm not in school on Monday, she's calling social services. Keep in mind, at this point, I can barely lift my head. I sound like Darth Vader, and every few minutes, I start coughing like I'm doing an impression of a goose fighting a Toyota. My mom was so sick of being harassed by this woman that she put a mask on me and took me to school in a taxi. She practically had to drag me into my classroom, and she didn't even bother leaving. I got sent home before the bell even rang. Because of school policy, I was sent to the office and I had to be signed out, which meant this nasty admin lady got to see exactly how miserable and sick I was. She then had the nerve to ask me how could my mom even consider sending me to school. Unfortunately for her, my mom just had to walk up a flight of stairs to come get me, because she knew this was going to happen. She signed me out and let the admin lady know that I would cough on anyone who thought that I wasn't really sick. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, let me tell you why this woman is so stupid. Whooping cough is a seriously, seriously dangerous illness, especially for really, really young kids. Because what happens with whooping cough in babies is that they cough so much, they literally can't breathe. 
So like, you know how when you cough, you lose air? So you cough, 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 and you keep running out of air. Well, imagine after your lungs are completely empty of air, your body is still trying to cough and it tries to cough and tries to cough and you have no air. So you're slowly suffocating and dying. I'm going to play a brief clip of a baby who has whooping cough and you can hear just how hard it is for that baby to breathe. I mean, babies have literally died or had brain damage because they can't breathe because of this terrible disease. Whooping cough is so bad that people literally break their own ribs from coughing so hard. That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.